this is crazy. Here's the headline, and I don't want to get in trouble with this poor family with a cuss jar, but I'm just going to read you the headline. <laughs> this is on Deadspin. You know you've made it when Deadspin's covering your, uh, your, your bike race. NBC airs cyclists pulling out dick, taking a piss while riding in the Tour de France. <laughs> that's how they wrote that. That's the headline. They could, they could have been. A, well, that's dead spin for you. But that's dead spin. <laughs> but my point is that everything is covered, including yeah, yeah. that. And by the way, he knew that camera was there. He didn't care. clockwork two to four guys go away they get three or four minutes which is not very far and they keep them there the sprinters teams control the race team sky has done nothing uh, these guys i mean i hope they're buying lottery tickets because this is the luckiest little ride through france um and you know the only the only thing that was somewhat interesting is one of the breakaway guys stayed away and and kind of got into the sprint. Kittle takes it around to the left side, loses the wheel. Just shows a, yet again just how superior he is. He's racing against guys that are uh, half as fast as him. And in terms of predictions, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that he's gonna win eight stages in this Tour de France. Wow. Gonna, today was number five. He's gonna win eight. Wow, that's huge. It's huge. That's great. Well, it helps when they uh, DQ some great sprinters and some are crashed out. That helps his case. Although Kittle certainly right. was that strong and you called it early. I think he's, even with them there, he's still the fastest. He's still guy. the man. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's come up that we got to talk about, uh, there's always controversy and Buhani throwing punches, mm -hmm. literally throwing punches on the bike. Yep. And he gets penalized. Yep. So he gets a, a financial penalty, which is nothing, hardly anything. Gets Two, a time penalty, which does he care? No. No, because he's not an overall contender. Yeah. And so if you're, here's what's mind-boggling. You're, you're physically throwing punches on the bike. He gets fined. Sagan, earlier in the tour, has incidental attack, I mean, contact in a sprint and gets thrown out. Right. Thrown out. Look, JB, the sport, we know that the, the, the sport is not consistent. And, you know, we can look at the two situations or the two scenarios. And obviously the first scenario with Sagan involved a, a very significant crash. Um, and this one did not. You know, the interesting thing about Buhani, and, and it's a day like this that is boring. Let's just realize that. They have to talk about these things. And, and God, if he didn't throw the punch, and I'm not even sure it was a punch yesterday. If he didn't do that, what the hell would we have talked about? So those things kind of carry us through. It gives TV something to replay and break down. It gives TV the opportunity to yet again show the Sagan and Cavendish incident and crash, uh, subsequent well, crash. Well, what do you think if you're Sagan sitting there watching the tour and you're like, wait a minute, that guy's throwing punches. And I just am covering my space in a sprint with my elbows, yeah. and, and I'm thrown out. I don't know. I don't know what he thinks, but I can tell you what I think. And I think that, um, well, I think two things. I, I don't know that it was a a, total, a true punch. Interestingly enough, the person that he did swing at was Jack Bauer, the Kiwi, who, by the way, I saw on the internet the other day this guy played the bass guitar. Holy shit! I mean, this talk about <laughs> Iron Maiden. 
yeah. this guy needs he to rages. be in Maiden. It was, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I loved it. Jack Bauer is like my hero. But anyways, he gets, Buhani takes a swing at him, and uh, he totally dismissed it. He said, look, guys, this is not a charity bike ride. This is the Tour de France. We expect action. We expect intensity in the sprints. Oddly enough, his team director, Patrick Lefebvre, said, 200 Swiss francs is a quote joke. Mm-hmm. It should have been 10,000 euros. I don't, I, I, I agree with Lefebvre. I think it's, look, this inconsistency is stupid. If in the sprints, whatever distance you deem to be a sprint, the last 5K, last 3K, before I go any farther, Buhani did two things. He, he, he took the swing, but if you look farther on down the road when the sprint was actually properly starting, he gave, Jack Bauer, a serious quack. And in Flemish, a quack is like a, a move. And okay. you, you'll see it if you go back and look at the footage. That's a real problem. So while his hands are on the bars, he completely veers to the left to try to, you know, to do something. Flem- you know, in Belgium and in, you know, it, all the cyclists of yesteryear will know what a quack is. A quack is that move. And a person who makes that move is called a quacker. And if it's going on, there's a lot of quacking going on. That's what they call it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that. Yeah, Johan would always come back to bitch a quacking. <laughs> and if somebody is referred, if, is known as a quacker, uh-huh. given the quacks, get out of the way. Really? So, uh, the, but, you know, the moral of the story is that I think, I think, not that anybody's listening to me, but if your hands come off the bars in the sprint, you are out of the race. Let's just make it simple. You, you, can, you see everything, the helicopter shot, the motorcycle, blah, 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 all these shots. Your hands come off the bars. You're done. And by the way, Buhani's not a guy that's, you know, that came out of the monastery yesterday. I mean, he's... He's got a reputation. He's a quacker. <laughs> so hands off the bars. Should done. have been thrown so, out. Yeah. You would think that in pro cycling, since it is the same guys lining up all the time, that if if you had a reputation for being reckless, fighting, you know, accident prone, whatever it is, the Peloton would police it on its own. Well, I, th- I think they I think they do police it. They self they they stay away from it. Probably. I mean, if it yeah. were me and I knew that you had a character like that, and and we don't need to go crazy on this because it, it's already been you know, beat down, uh, you just, you just heads up, watch out. I mean, you know that those guys have a, have a tendency to, to want to get into it. Yeah. And so one of the things we thought would be fun to talk about today is some of the tour etiquette. Since yeah. it, tomorrow's going to be a very dramatic day, by the way, stick around and we'll tell you what to look for tomorrow. It's going to be pretty exciting, but you know, when we have one of these flat days, there isn't as much to talk about, talk about, although there were a lot of accidents, Contador went down again today. Yep. You know, we'll touch on that real quick, but when we get into the etiquette, on these flat stages, do there were many, many, it's, is it usually just crossing of wheels? Is it wind? Yeah. Is it? No, it's the, the wind, they, were, they predicted fairly significant wind today. It didn't materialize. It, it, it's just fatigue. It's, you know, sometimes on these easy days, and I mean, we're talking about it being boring and people watched it probably thought it's boring. Believe me, those guys riding along, they're, they're, they're bored. Yeah. So when you get bored, you sort of start because your, your mind your mind wanders and and it, you know all it takes is a split second where you're you know thinking about your girl or looking at <laughs> looking at the 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 goofball 
running beside the pelt and you know you're done you're done and so it, it's you know the thing i don't like is and i'm no uh, fan of the pistolero but I, I don't like anybody getting happy about a crash i mean crashes no. crashing sucks and so i don't care who you're a fan of or not you know it ain't it's it's not it's not right to to revel in that and uh but it's it it you look it happens on these days we've we've done 10 or 11 days it's nobody's fresh anymore i mean they're feeling this event mm-hmm. and so um and and it, uh, i've said it all along i mean any crash you have there's no crash that has zero consequence there's always something you just you don't sleep you know you just never know and so it's unfortunate all right so the crashing comes into play when you talk about etiquette yep you know there's bunch, a lot bunch, of a bunch of talk days like that a bunch of talk about etiquette yeah there's a lot of unwritten rules right. in cycling and does it elevate in the tour de france or is it just right racing across the board well it um it certainly elevates here like everything does with the tour but it it you know stage racing is a little different because no actually stage racing multiple day races i have to remember that not everybody has been you know grown up with this sport but multiple day races has a leader has a leader's jersey so there's always this this unwritten rule and and then this level of respect for the leader's jersey so it could be the tour de france it could be the tour of italy it could be Paris nice it could be it could be any race it could be the redlands classic mm-hmm. and so with that you know that comes sort of this code where you you know if 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 it could be a lot of things if the yellow jersey if the leader's jersey stops to go to the bathroom nobody attacks although it has happened um, if the yellow jersey crashes, everybody waits. If you know this is all a day like today that that we all needed stuff to talk about, you still talk about the you know the day two or three days ago into Chambéry when when Chris Froome clearly had a mechanical problem, raised his arm to get the team car to come mm-hmm. up, and Fabio Aru, uh, you know, went right underneath his armpit and attacked. You know that. I was, and I've said this before, I was surprised that people actually, not obviously not the Team Sky fans, but a lot of the pundits supported that. They said, let's let's race our bikes. And and then they compare and contrast to, to Dan Martin, who was also a favorite, crashing on the downhill, losing time, nobody waited for him. So it's, uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a, people are, you know, if you read the internet, people are, think that this is, you know, this guy's acting like gentlemen is making the race boring or is ruining the race. I, I, I disagree. I mean, I think there are, there are times when it's, when it's, uh, it's proper and fair and should be done. And then there's times where the race is on it. it it's a gray line. And, and look, we're not going to solve this. We're not going to figure this out. It just, it, it is what it is. And this all will become a, a again, a, another storyline tomorrow because we go into, we go over two climbs, especially at the end of the Porta Vallis and, and the Pyrrhusword, where both of those climbs have seen, you know, in 2010 when Andy Schleck dropped his chain on the Porta Vallis and Alberto Contador attacked. I mean, the, the internet lit up. They were, it was on fire. And uh, it was now it was referred to as chain gate. Mm-hmm. And even um, the Pyrrhusword, I, I remember back in my day, Jan Ulrich, uh, crashed on the descent of the pier sword. That's and, when he went over the rail. Over the rail, and, and and I waited up a little bit, and um, so it's 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 going to be a theme. But the fans pick up on that. What the, the of course they pick up on it because they they there's so much the coverage is is so uh, 
It's so detailed now. You can't get away between helicopters, motos, static cam. You see everything. Yeah. <laughs> Including the Deadspin article. I mean, we're sitting here. This is crazy. Here's the headline, and I don't want to get in trouble with this poor family with a cuss jar, but I'm just going to read you the headline. <laughs> this is on Deadspin. You know you've made it when Deadspin's covering your, uh, your, your bike race. NBC, air cyclist pulling out dick, taking a piss while riding in the Tour de France. <laughs> that's how they wrote that. That's the headline. They, they could have been, a, well, that's dead spin for you. But that's dead spin. <laughs> but my point is that everything is covered, including yeah, yeah. that. And by the way, he knew that camera was there. He didn't care. No, he doesn't care. No. Right? Um, here's the, for the dollar penalty on that one. That's that I'm, was I'm, worth I'm, it. That's dead spin. The dead spin owes the buck. Okay. We'll, we'll send them an invoice. I have a list of some etiquette things, and, we'll, and if you can elaborate. Some of them will gloss over. Some of them you can elaborate on. Uh, you never uh, attack leaving a feeding zone, the feed area. You know, it's, it is, that's a great question. I mean, it's, it's, the, the feed zone is not, a, is not a neutral zone. There's nowhere that says, okay, yellow flag. Yeah. Let's all get our feed bags. Um, it, you know, that's one of the oldest traditions that you just don't attack to the feed zone. Having said that, I've seen it happen dozens of times. And and quite frankly, if you need to do it, I mean, it, it you're going to catch, you will catch, you'll literally catch 95% of that Peloton off guard. That, that'll work. I mean, I'm just telling you, that works every time. But does that catch up with you over time? Of if it you're does. an opportunist that yeah. does cheeky attacks? Yeah, people don't forget that. They don't forget. They That's don't the forget. key thing. But, but right? these guys don't think about tomorrow. They think about today. Yeah, they need a stage win. Yeah. They need something. Yeah. You got to keep in mind, you've got riders whose contracts are ending. They need points. They need TV time. You have teams that where, where, where their contract is ending. Yeah. Right? The, 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 Title sponsor is not renewing or questionable if they're going to renew or they're looking for a new sponsor. So why not go for it on a weird yeah. opportunity? I mean, right? they're, they're just, they're all these, again, we've talked about two things here and it's the inconsistency of the sport. I'm not, I'm not picking a side. I'm just saying it is inconsistent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Never attack when there's pee break. Where a majority pulls over. Right. People it, don't realize there's kind of a, that one will hey, get you, do a bunch yeah. of you need to go? Let's all right. kind of. That one will get you. That'll make you really unpopular real quick. Uh, more etiquette. Share your Cokes or mineral water. That's maybe an old school no, line. That's old I school. share anything with <laughs> What if somebody's before, got like that must be an old one because like, before they're like the flu or or or, or <laughs> good point something. But well, before there were all the various energy drinks and all that, Coke was probably the the spike of choice, right? Yeah, to no, get they, some sugar. No, no, no. There's a, they, believe me, these feed bags all have Coke in them on certain days. What are what are in the feed bags? Let's touch on that real That's quick. That's a good question. I mean, the the the. So when we go through the feed zone, you'll see uh, the swan you're standing there, which, by the way. Is not an easy, I mean, there are days they're coming through the feed zone at 30 miles an hour. And so to grab that bet, well, first of all, to stand there and, and, and let people buzz by that close, that fast. Um, but to grab that bag is, is not always easy. But what's in the bag? I mean, obviously, you have two water bottles. Sometimes it's very uh, customized. I mean, guys, you know, I always went... To my swanier, so I knew that my feedback that I would take from him is mine. So I would have the things that I wanted in there. I mean, but you'd be surprised. I mean, obviously there's energy bars and gels and 
Any real food? There's real food in the sense that, um, yes, there's there's stuff that little paninis they'll make on a long, you know, it might be ham and um, cream cheese. It could be Nutella and banana. It could be a slice of the cake that they bought at the bakery the morning of. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Sometimes you'll see. Is that see, real food? No, I'm not, <laughs> no cheeseburgers or anything. <laughs> I know. Well, sometimes you'll see a rider picking through their bag like they, they just went trick-or-treating. Right, and, and they're digging through their yeah, pumpkin. Like, yeah, what's in there? This, yeah. And they're just tossing stuff to the side. Yeah. Now it's they get in trouble funny. for that, apparently. Yeah, they get fined for that. Uh, more etiquette. Never attack when the race leader crashes or punctures. Of course not. You know, we we do see it sometimes. But well, I guess this it, is that's exactly what happened uh, on the Montechat the other day. I mean, it, it wasn't a a crash or a puncture, but a, a, a rear derailleur issue, a technical issue. That's um, that's the same thing. More etiquette. Uh, clear the way for the race leader. You don't box them out. They get a little extra room. Is that true? I think I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think if you're, I think over time. I mean, I remember when I wore the yellow jersey the first time and won the first tour. I mean, people people were still elbowing. You get a couple, two, three under you. You get five, six. Under, they get out of the way then. You know, so the people are getting out of Chris Froome's way right now. Right. Yeah, he's he's earned it. Yeah, he's earned it. And uh, you win one, I think, you know, you're a flash in the pan. You win two, you you just got lucky again. And you get your third one, they're like, all right. Well, that, that comes into play if you're a – you've earned it, like you're saying about Chris Froome. You're going for a repeat win. If people are giving you more space as an etiquette thing, that obviously increases your chances of being accident-free. Of course. Trouble-free. Yeah. But right? that, just, that takes years to get to that point. It's not – not so easy. They don't just do it for anyone. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, never poke between a sprinter and their lead out. Uh, we talked about that the other Sometimes day. Sometimes you just grab a wheel. JB, check. Th- look what Higgs just walked in with. Holy shit. <laughs> Dollar. Some new stages truckers. What? Oh, that looks good. Dude, that is so dope. Hold on. You t- you keep talking. I'm going to put this on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cool to keep this? I should probably keep a sticker on there. More etiquette while he tries on the hat, on his hats there. Uh, don't get mixed up. This is pretty obvious. I don't even think you'll have much to say about it. Don't get involved in the sprint unless you're fully committed. That's for sure. You're just, yeah. you're just causing problems. Am I looking, Facebook? Look cool? Uh, yeah. No, that, that, and you don't, by the way, you don't want to be in that, in that situation i mean those those, that's a whole nother sport that's that here's one i've never heard or even thought about because we just don't have this problem in texas uh never attack in a tunnel have you ever even heard that never heard that one how often are you going through tunnels Uh, more than we think more than you think yeah especially in the mountains i mean there's only you know do you ever remember an attack in the tunnel who, where did we get all these? I don't, a lot of these I don't, I don't know. know. I did just, you Google I, I, like I, bike etiquette? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. Yeah. Anyways. Another thing I heard, you know, and I heard uh, McEwen and the guys talking about it today is when you uh, are off the back for whatever reason, mechanical accident, uh, you know, getting some food, bottles, whatever, is when they follow the cars. You know, they'll just give the car a follow. Are we having uh, Facebook? Facebook problem. Oh, now we're good. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, oh. when they uh, they actually showed somebody like the 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 team car held out a bottle. The guy didn't need a bottle, right? And then he drops behind the car. They accelerate. Boom! They're right back. Here's in the race. a good one for, and, and we can be done with bike etiquette because you're not enjoying this. No, sorry. Well, <laughs> we've kind of covered it all, and and we're not going to get to the answer, right? And it's we're at this point in the sport. It's funny the sport to me when I look at the sport. These guys are much friendlier now than than my generation mm -hmm. and, and previous generations friendlier but, or softer no friendlier i mean chris room and richie porter great friend everybody says nice things about everybody and, and aside from the obvious things but they seem like they're they're, they're just uh they're just more unified in a, in a friendly way mm -hmm. um but yet we we're having these questions more and more the one thing that robbie McEwen did bring up today on the australian feed which i hadn't thought about man in 10 years and it's so funny and so true when that group is uh from you know from the left side of the road to the right side of the road completely that road is blocked you cannot get to the front i mean you're trying to go up the side there's no room right the road mm -hmm. ends there's a little bit of gravel you don't want to get in that the sneakiest way to get up there and it this gets sneaky and it, McEwen should know it because he was a sneaky mofo <laughs> is the only way people will move over and let you up mm -hmm. is if you say service. So you're bringing, so if, if say for example, you can't, there's no rear view mirrors. You don't have eyes in the back of your head. You don't mm -hmm. know who's coming up. You're not just going to let some guy get in front of you. Right. But if you think you have a domestique bringing bottles up to the front for his leader, you have to move oh. over. So the sneakiest move when you want to, when you're desperate <laughs> to get to the front and he, he admitted it today, take a bottle out, of the of the cage, put it in your pocket and start going service and watch everybody get out of the way. Next thing you know, you're at the front and you put your bottle back in the cage. That is a sneaky move. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And I hadn't thought about it in so long. I thought, God, that's a good one. It's great. I mean, I it's well, you know, and it's funny. They talk again and again and again about the safety. It's just a math thing of staying in the front. And, yeah. you know, right. it, in my experiences, you know, amateur masters in Cat 3 racing, it is so hard to get in the front. It is so hard to stay in the front. People don't realize how hard that is. Right. And then you're talking about those narrow roads. Right. You can't. You got to stay in the front. I mean, if, if, if when, you know, when crosswind, you have to stay in the front and technical pieces, you have to stay in the front and you know, crashes happen in the back. I mean, but having said all that, there's some bad things that go down on the front, too. We've seen it in this tour. I know you're not liking this etiquette thing. And but the last thing, too, is because is, we're going into the mountains tomorrow. Th there you definitely have to not so much be at the front, but you have to start at the front. Because when the mountain, when the cl a significant climb starts and you're 50 guys back, I mean, it is it's easier to move up because the, the field thins out mm -hmm. immediately. But to close that gap. And this, you see, you see great rider, great climbers, especially we've had great American climbers. I remember there was a guy, Michael Carter, who was an, he was probably the best climber in the world, but he weighed 120 pounds. He couldn't get to the front. So you had, he didn't have the NASCAR, right? He mm -hmm. couldn't rub and race. He couldn't, it was too crazy to get to the front. If by chance he got to the front, nobody could hang. But you got to have, you got to have the NASCAR. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about tomorrow's stage because it's going to be a big one. By the way, we're going to be at Mellow Johnny's in right. Austin. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're in Austin, I know we're ta talking to a small segment of the audience here. We'd love for you to come by and we'll probably try taking some live questions again. That'll, that'll be fine. That's cool. 
But uh, let's talk about why tomorrow is a great day to watch all day. Well, it's, it's um, I don't know about all day. It's pretty long, 215 kilometers. Two of these climbs, right? The, the, uh, and ironically, the first one is, is only a category. Look at me. How bad is this? I mean, I, the hat makes up for it, but these readers, <laughs> the fact that I haven't gone down to the, or, you know, the whatever, the CVS and gotten me some new ones is just pathetic. But uh, the Col de Monte, the first category one here, is very hard. And it's only a category one. It, it, it probably should be an HC. But then the climb after the Portobellos, or as you like to say, the Portobellos, <laughs> dude. It's on. Super hard. And it's interesting because then, then you have a very technical downhill like we saw the other day in Chambry. But they go back up. They go back the, back up the Pierce Sword, which they should have done the other day in Chambry. Don't fin- it, when, I, when I did Portobellos, we finished downhill. It's nuts. Go find a climb outside of the town. And go finish on top. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow uh, is a tough day. You know these guys. People talking about Chris Froome, and I, I, I think he's, I think he's going to win the bike race. But Fabio Aru is 18 seconds down. He's got to go on the attack. Yeah, and and this climb is definitely hard enough to make a selection. Yeah. So, it, and if they don't, if they don't do it tomorrow on the Port de Valles, it's because they can't. Okay. After tomorrow, if they don't do it, we're not going to sit here and say, "Oh, they're going to wait for no. the the Isoard in the Alps." So if they don't do it tomorrow, it's simply because they don't have the legs to do it. If you're any of those GC, there how many within four minutes? I mean, yeah, tomorrow is a day where if they have the legs, you're going to see some action. Yep, it's interesting tomorrow with the, with the you know between the Col de Monte and the Portobellos is really not that far, so you could. You could see, you know, let me go out on a limb here. I mean, and if it were me and I was trying to, to win the race and I wasn't in the yellow jersey, I, I would use my team on the Col de Monte. So whether it's AG2R or Astana, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to open up this bike race that early. So I, I think, and I think we'll see that. I think we'll see that. Sky is strong. I think they can control it. But at this point, these teams are starting to think, okay, we have to, like I said at the top of the show, these guys better buy lottery tickets because they've had the luckiest ride. They haven't done anything. So the other teams now see that. They know that they're going to be strong enough to control the race uh, tomorrow. And so they, they have to somehow throw one out there. Or as, as my kids say, they got to send it. Let me, okay. Let me ask you this. Do any of these um, contenders that are good climbers do they ever say, hey, let's work together and go after Froome? Of course. So one goes on the attack, Froome has to reel it back, and then the other goes right then would be a good strategy. Are they going to do that? Well, th- those alliances, we don't know. Those alliances, you know, they, they make those up just spur of the moment. Okay. But, you, but we don't know that they'll do it, but we will certainly see it. Yeah. I mean, that seems like that. Although he is so scrappy when he pulls people back, he looks like he's just. He looks. Ter- he looks like he's about to get dropped, and then the next I, thing you know, and that he's could right happen. There. I mean, they they may send it early, and seemingly put him on the limit. And he's the kind of guy that at the end's like, "Okay, guys, been nice hanging with you. I'm going to go ahead and go on up the road here." All right, let's tackle some questions and comments. All right, right. you cool with right, that? Right, quick. Uh, Lance Armstrong, I've got to say, I have not watched the tour. Since you left, it's been years and years and years. That said, I love what you're doing. 
This is way more entertaining. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's from David Limscombe. Limscombe. I can't say that. Lipscomb. Uh, Nat uh, Ontiveros writes, uh, looking at cycling from a business point of view, what would you change? What would you change in order to grow the sport? I'm liking the NFL model, but uh, the way the Europeans have have it organized seems to stifle the sport more than help it. Yep, we talked that, about that's this a in, heavy in question in the first week, and it's uh, that's a that's an entirely different. In fact, it'd be a, it might be an interesting round session for my weekly show. Just just uh, and and you know when. A lot of times people have quote unquote jam sessions where they just sit around and riff about what to do to solve a problem or fix a problem or grow a business or create a business. Um, it, it's a long, complicated answer. Look at the reality is this is an old sport and this is an old game and the structure has fundamentally hasn't changed and it needs to. Um, but it's the stakeholders are, are, are so dug in, whether it's ASO who owns the tour, the UCI who's the governing body. Um, even the IOC in a lot of ways, um, it's, it's, it, it, it's tough. I think it's tough to affect change here, but I agree with, with you that yeah. it could use some change. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've been talking about that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Don Allen writes tour de pharmacy. You rocked it, Lance. I was laughing so hard. So funny. Uh, thanks to HBO. <laughs> yeah yeah it um we haven't talked about tour de we France. haven't talked about I, tour, and it just opened it was and it was sandberg andy sandberg called us and asked if i'd do it uh we read the script it was it was just crazy enough i mean i realized that uh and i know that people were that a few people were upset about um what they viewed as exploiting the situation my situation you know once you read the script and idea that or ultimately once you watch the the spoof you know it's it's so crazy that it's it, you know we felt it was safe but it was it was fun to do sandberg's an, uh, a great guy and um i watched it the other night with my son luke we were we were just laughing our ass off <laughs> i was you know that and i didn't get the i didn't leave me the fur coat or anything it yeah was my cowboy hat <laughs> my bike helmet i haven't watched it yet oh, it's, i'm looking it's, forward to seeing it's it. so it's so crazy it was it's, set in 1982 82. right the tour yeah. in 82 right. right okay i want to check that out uh paulo frost but, right. let me say i'm sorry let me say okay. they, they actually they actually riff on and make fun of something that we brought up and uh, a few days ago and that these sprints from head on that head-on angle that they show the sprint mm -hmm. the actual sprint in it looks like it's it looks like 10 guys are going to have a photo finish. Mm -hmm. And then when you see the helicopter angle later on, you're like, oh, well, that wasn't that close. <laughs> they're, they they're, do the same. They make fun of the same thing. Okay. Yeah, in, we were just talking about that. It's like an illusion when you get that camera from right. behind a, the, the, the finish line. It's a tropical delusion. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Gear Mashers writes, the new Aero helmets are way hotter than the more vented ones for sure. Yeah. You're not liking the new Aero helmets. No. No, but I'm sure they are hotter. That doesn't make sense to me either on yeah. those hot days. They're wearing these helmets that aren't finished. It's interesting. I mean, the, the, this sport cares about aero. I mean, when we when we raced, I mean, I wore a skin suit for the prologue and the time trials and the team time trial. You Over my dead body would I have worn a skin suit in the road stage. And this is a time where Nike was our clothing sponsor. They were innovating like crazy. They were like, well, why wouldn't you wear a skin suit? I said, are you kidding me? A skin suit on a road stage? No way. They're like, what if we put pockets in it? You put. I said, no. 
just drew look, the line. When you look today, they're all wearing skin. The kid who was, you know, nearly made it to the finish line, skin suit. Kittle, skin suit. They're, they're, they're all right. They care about air. You wouldn't do it. Under no, any but no, nobody would do it. You'd have been laughed out of the Peloton really? if you rocked a skin suit in the late 90s, early wow. 2000s. That's weird how it changes. You think Eddie Merckx would have worn a skin suit? No. <laughs> There's weird things like that that change. There was a time when they only wore black shorts. And people started wearing colored ones, That's and it was like, "What? What are you doing?" Or it shifts from all everybody wearing black shoes, and then white was weird, right. and now all the guys are wearing white shoes. Right, and you know, they only wore white socks, and then I came around. I was like, "What about some black socks?" And then sometimes shoes? for a while the socks are really high, and sometimes they're really short, and yeah. that's in style. Right. There's style in the sport. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, Dale Earnhardt Jr. loves the short socks. Ugh. He does. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, right, Takazaki this. Akira writes, hello from Japan. Whoa. Hello. Pam Dolby writes, I feel so much safer in Aspen knowing you have been deputized. <laughs> <laughs> she should. And you know what? A daily listener to this show is my boss, the, the real sheriff, Joey DeSalvo. And um, he would agree. I mean, I'm, I make a hell of an undersheriff. <laughs> okay. And one last one. Just yep. a shout out from Irene. Good morning and hello from the Netherlands. I just get a kick out of the, the people. Who Morgan, Irene. Yeah, they're uh, tuning in from everywhere. Yep. I tell you what, speaking of, and I'm going to just say this and then we're going to get off the air, but uh, um, Holland or the Netherlands has has an amazing rider in Tom Dimelan, somebody, a rider who just won the Giro. Granted, that course really suited him. I look forward to, uh, well, we have to wait and see until October what, the Tour de France 2018 route looks like, but I tell you what, if they if they put in a course with some long TTs and some climbs, he can manage. That's a guy who can win the Tour de France. So Irene, you can tell your neighbors that uh, that uh, you got a good one there. If you're watching on Facebook, you're seeing the brand new stages trucker hat that just yeah. came in, Thanks fresh off the. Uh, you can get that at wedoshop.com. Uh, send your comments to stages at wedosport.com. It's W E D U. And, you know, share the link for people to subscribe. Look at him. He's so ready to go. You already rode today, dude. You already rode this morning. I did. I know, but we have a lunch. Okay. Higgs and I have a lunch we got to go to. <laughs> share the RSS feeds. <laughs> we already talked about that. You missed it. Oh, yeah. Higgs <laughs> wants us to talk about doing the podcast at Mel Johnny's tomorrow. Did we? Oh, we did mention it once. Yeah, let's mention it It's worth it mentioning You know again. what else? Follow me on Instagram while we're at it. What else am I going to pimp out here? Right. Stagespodcast.com to too. share with your friends. And, oh, somebody asked the other day how, how yeah. Or no, somebody asked how um, how they can submit questions. And I thought, well, maybe we stop saying it. So stages at wedosport.com. Mm -hmm. Send us a note. Send us a question. We'll try to talk about it. And then, of course, if we go through your Facebook comments. Yeah. That's how we found out Tinker was Tinker all in the house. <laughs> all right. See you all tomorrow. Big day tomorrow.